today on Media Download. From Montclair State University and WMSC-FM, the latest on technology. Digital privacy is a concern. Streaming is king. It's trending now. And media issues. Let's start with the presidential campaign. The frontrunner is firmly in the lead in every national poll. What's the press's responsibility? I will not give him the credit he probably sought prior to this horrific and cowardly act. And top business headline news. It's online streaming versus Hollywood. Hello, and welcome to Media Download. I'm Lise Raven, Associate Professor in the Filmmaking BFA Program in the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. On today's episode, we take a pause on media and technology issues to talk about the big event coming to our very own town of Montclair, New Jersey. The Montclair Film Festival starts this Friday, April 28th, and features new American films, global films and filmmakers, student-made films, independent films, as well as hosting conversations with famous directors, actors, media personalities, and more. We're joined today by Montclair Films Executive Director Tom Hall. In addition to the annual film festival, Tom is responsible for development, fundraising, sponsorship, education, marketing, event planning, and has been a regular on our air. Welcome back, Tom. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Tom, Films are a way to talk about vital issues, and film festivals are an opportunity to frame those important conversations. What is Montclair Film Festival talking about this year? Yeah, we've got, you know, uh, a very diverse lineup this year. We have everything uh, from the African-American experience in contemporary American life to fake news in the media. We've got stories about uh, health care. We've got Eastern European stories, stories from incredibly young filmmakers who are telling these sort of urgent and vital stories about their generation, uh, all the way through to, you know, classic films and nonfiction films. It's just a really wide range of, of topics. We never program around a topic. We sort of respond to the work and see where it takes us. Uh, and so we got lucky this year, and there's just so much going on in the world, I think, and film seems to be responding to that. It's very true. You know, filmmakers begin a project years before it debuts at film festivals, and um, we really recognize that the art of programming a festival is being able to find those films that speak to your audience now. Montclair is a diverse, culturally vibrant community, and the festival seems to mirror that every year. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Emerging Black Voices program. Can you talk a bit? I know you've partnered with the American Black Film Festival. Is This is something new? Yes. Well, I mean, traditionally the festival has uh, had partners around African-American cinema and, and black filmmaking in particular. And it's a very much a part of our mission and our goal to reflect the community that we live and work in. So it's important to us that we find films that speak to that. Uh, in this case, we wanted to, you know, we, there are a bunch of different ways we could have gone about highlighting the work of black filmmakers. In my personal case, I think it's really important that festivals not only celebrate, you know, masters and classics and great filmmakers that we know and love, but we create a, a framework and a scaffolding really for young emerging filmmakers to build a career and give them opportunity, not just the opportunity to connect with our audience, but opportunity to carry forward their work into the world and make another movie and make connections and find a way to build a career. And so the partnership with the American Black Film Festival, which, is, yes, it's our first year working with them, we're doing it's sort of a programming partnership in that the films in this program will be 
considered for that festival's lineup as well. It takes place in Miami in June, and we wanted to have these filmmakers have a place to go from here. Uh, not that they're all struggling or anything like that. In this case, we found three nonfiction films that I think are pretty much celebrated at this point for their quality, and I really think these are filmmakers that are going to be talked about for years to come. So this was a way for us to say, hey, you know, there's this uh, institutional affinity between our two organizations. Your work really speaks to both of our organizations. Let's put it together and see if we can create sort of a, a way for you to continue moving forward with these projects. And so that's what the goal is. We're doing a mentoring session with our filmmakers while they're here. We're working with uh, the ABFF to present these films down in Florida in June and then hopefully, you know, make connections through the industry for these artists while they're in town so that they can, you know, see where that takes them in terms of funding and partnership and financing and advice for the future. So that's part of what we're trying to do as well. Well, film festivals are not just an opportunity for people to come and watch films, but they are also a wonderful opportunity for filmmakers to meet each other, to connect, to form partnerships and future collaborations. There is a particular section in the festival where you feature first and second time directors. Are there any special films we should be watching out for? Yeah, that entire section. So that's called Feature Now. And when we launched, when I got to the festival three, this is my third festival, so I guess three years ago, there was no competition in place. And one of the things I think is nice about competition, not that there's like any credible way to say of these five movies, this one's the best because it's incredibly subjective and I don't really believe in that, more that it provides a, a framework for to put films together in a conversation among the artists and among the press and among our audiences. And in the case of Future Now, I've always, whenever I programmed, looked to contextualize low-budget, independent American filmmaking for the audience. Because I think people come with a, you know, our ticket sales indicate this as well. People want to see a, a Richard Gere, they want to see an Alec Baldwin, a Deborah Winger, a movie star that they know when they go to buy tickets for a film. Uh, those always sell better. Um, those always are the big popular movies. But there has to be a place, like I said, for career building and featuring new work and catching people on the way up. One of the first films that I feel like we, you know, in my experience of doing these types of independent filmmaking programs was Lena Dunham's Tiny Furniture. We were, you know, I was the second film programmer to show that film when I worked at Sarasota. We also showed Barry Jenkins, who directed Moonlight, uh, his first film, Medicine for Melancholy, played in one of my independent programs. I think the value is there to really help people find context in a, and, and build that career. And you, Catching them on the way up means you make an ally for life from a programming point of view. Uh, those people are still my friends and people that we can count on if we need anything. And, you know, we're looking forward to seeing Lena's next movie. Uh, we were able to show Moonlight here because Barry put in a word for us with the distributor to have us show it prior to the theatrical run. So things like that uh, are really important to me. It's a it's a form of support. It's a it's something to say, hey, we recognize your talent and ability. So all the films in that program, Fits and Starts is one that stands out for me, just because it's a Laura Teruso who wrote our opening night film a couple years ago, Hello, My Name is Doris. She was the screenwriter on that project, and now she's making her feature film debut as a director and writer. And so there's an example where, you know, someone who's been here before and we supported their work then, 
now is able to come back with a feature film and will continue to support her as long as she keeps making great movies, which I think she will do. So it's really for us to highlight that type of talent, build those relationships as a festival and contextualize those films for the audience so they know what to expect when they walk in the door uh, of the movie theater. It's really hard. There's 150 films in the program. Everyone asks, you know, what's the best movie? What's your favorite movie? What are the good ones? And they're all very different. And we want the audience to learn about the context of programming so that they can figure out where their interests and tastes lie uh, as they relate to the film. So that's another reason. So it really works out well, I think. I was looking through the festival booklet, and you've done a marvelous job of organizing the films in the festival booklet in a way that someone who may not be that familiar with independent film versus mainstream film versus, for instance, I know you're screening the legendary Polish filmmaker Andrzej Wajda's final film, After Image, someone who may not be familiar with many different genres is able to look through and find something new and take a risk and feel like they're able to make a discovery themselves. I I also wanted to ask you a little bit about the 2017 conversation series. I know Stephen Colbert is going to be having conversations on stage with both John Turturro and Bill Nye, exploring their careers, their passions. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, with with John Turturro, um, you know, this was the year uh, TV worked so fast compared to film, I think. But um, this is the year of the night of, uh, which I thought was a really great series. And his performance in that series in particular, this very sort of shambling uh, human lawyer uh, working with the protagonist of the of the story um, was so good. And I had you know, I'm a fan of John Turturro's down the years, and I know his work very well. Barton Fink and Big Lebowski and Do the Right Thing and his directorial work. And he's just a very interesting artist to me. And we've, we've always wanted to have him as a guest. And we really wanted to highlight the, the night of because I think the, the way the Emmy uh, nomination season works now is that everyone, all these networks are backloading their TV schedules later and later into the year so that they're sort of awards-nominated stuff. The Good Fight is an example. I think The Handmaid's Tale for Hulu, they're all, they're all coming on sort of later and later with this so that people are in consideration for the awards, and it's moving toward more of a film model. But in film, that, that time is in the fall. In TV, it's in the spring, which is great news for us. Um, so I think we're going to start doing a lot more television. We have Stephen uh, Colbert, as you mentioned, who... Is having a great year himself in terms of TV and his uh, numbers and his profile as a, as a late-night host. Uh, that certainly does not hurt. He's been incredibly generous with his time. And John's been on Stephen's show before, and those two know each other, and that was a very easy invitation to make. Uh, they were both interested in talking again with each other, this time more in-depth, I think. This will be... um, and it's, it really is. It's a, it's a look at his career. Uh, Stephen does a lot of research and a lot of work in the, in the build-up these conversations, getting his information in order. I know the and, audiences uh, will. He does a really great job, a really detailed interviewer, so I'm excited about that one. I think we're all excited about the wide range of events happening at the Film Fest, at the Montclair Film Festival this year. I did not have a chance to ask you about Montclair Film's new home and their brand new identity with year-round programming, And I also didn't have a chance to put in a plug for the Filmmaking BFA's own New Visions program on May 4th. And 
Our professor, Susan Skoog, whose short film, The Bake Sale, will be playing on April 30th. Any last things that you would like to share with us in the last 15 seconds? Yes, we have a screening actually on campus this year uh, at the Casser on Monday, May 1st of the beautiful documentary Sacred. Oh, with beautiful. a live musical performance from the composer of the film and some musical ensemble. So I hope everyone feels at home and welcome to the festival to come join us for that and all the films that we're showing. We're really honored to partner with MSU as usual, and you guys are a, a wonderful uh, asset to the community, and we love working with you and look forward to doing so for years to come. And we're honored to be a part of the festival, and we're looking forward to Montclair Films programming. Through We're looking forward to Montclair Films programming throughout the next year. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. The honor to be on. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like more information about this episode of Media Download, you can email us at gm at wmscradio.com or call us at 973-655-3135. I'm Lise Raven. Thanks for listening.